Windmilling his arms, glaciers by 10, a burst into the lane, flushed him with a right hand! Damian Lillard right down the boulevard with a right hand jam, and the foul! This is Durden Sprague. Gives it back to Grant, Dame will spread out on the sideline to get the rock. High dribble, into the lane, running right-hander up and in, Damian Lillard with that runner. 71 points, a career high. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. There's a, a million words for it. You know, there's a lot of ways to describe it. There's a lot of things that go into it. There's a lot of, uh, I would say, pain, a lot of work. You know, a, a lot of things go into everything that happens. And everybody feels a different way about, you know, what's happening, you know, what they see. And I would say that that's art. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Monday morning to you. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Hope you had a great weekend. Happy Monday morning. Dirt hanging out. Got Swag with me. What's going on, Swag? Quite a weekend. Quite a weekend. How did things go on Friday? Did everything get off smoothly on yeah. the show? So I was uh, I was there at my little uh, pub table. Uh, Sprague was, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you did not wake up and catch the show. I caught a little bit of it towards the end of it. Yeah, I, I, I caught the Jake Zivin interview yeah. from, from then on out. Yeah. Sorry, Miss Jake. Jake was great. He was awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, so Sprague, I think he kicked everybody else out of the bedroom. I don't know where they were, Okay, but he was in the bedroom. He said he was on the floor and then he was curled up or something. So it was a miracle. <laughs> he stayed awake, didn't like doze off. And our man, Will Ortner, who spent the night at the studio on so, Thursday yeah. night. So, cause I knew what was going on. So Thursday we got everything. So I'm at home. For people that missed it and were dealing with their own uh, snowmageddon hell. I imagine not many people went to work on Friday. I'd imagine it's a pretty... If, if you had the ability to work from home on Friday, you were working from home on Friday. Yeah. Well, I think Thursday was just... Everybody stayed put. Yeah. Um, once you hopefully got home. I mean, there were horror stories oh, of so people bad. getting one. We'll, uh, we'll hear one today at 7.30. Oh, there's a Tyson's tease. on? There's a tease for you, yeah. Okay. Tyson got stuck on I-5, I believe, for 18 hours. Yeah. I think was his total time, but we'll we'll find out at 7. Yeah, that was the worst part. Uh, the the 84 I-5 interchange, yeah. there was a jackknife semi at some point, and it had it messed up, and then just semi stacked up on <laughs> I-5 for miles. Nobody could go anywhere. And nobody could go anywhere. And that's my way to work. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's going to be fun. But yeah, our boy Will. So we got Thursday, and, and so I'm home with my computer, and I'm switching out all the formats back into ESPN. I'm checking with Jennifer, make sure all the commercials get pay, played. So we get paid, so, and then, you know, we're kind of going show by show. Is it getting any better? Is it getting any better? No, not really. Yeah, who's coming in? Who's not coming like, in? So I'm switching everything out, no recruiting show, all that stuff. And then I'm like, we got a pilot's game tonight. Uh-oh. How the hell are we going to pull this off? You can do it from home, but you I can can't do it produce from it from Somebody's got to produce that. Well, we actually boy. need a body in here yeah. to make it happen. <laughs> and I was like trying to, I was like, call McKinley. I'm like, hey, can how much can I? I have some control over wide orbit, our, our operating system in the studio remotely, but I don't have. We don't have yet. I'm told it's coming, and the capability is there soon to run the board remotely, which is going to be incredible. 
It'll be because then you don't need a body in the studio, and you could legitimately no. do a show from anywhere you want. And trust me, we will put that to the test. <laughs> Because I'm, Vegas, I'm the one guinea maybe. pig yeah. that anybody will trust to allow to yeah, do yeah. that. Let's see what Swag can do. Hey, maybe a trip to Bandon Dunes. I believe that will be the first, uh, the first one. <laughs> right? Might tea as well make time, some use of it. Tea time at 927. <laughs> so, yeah, so I told Will, I go, Will, here's the deal. And I heard Vancouver was getting better, like to the north stuff. And I was looking at roads, and I was like, okay, you can get in, but you're not getting home. Right, because he was going to be in. What time did that Pilots game start? Eight uh, o'clock at night. That was a late yeah, game. Yeah, but he. I mean, we had him get in while it was sunlight out sure. and get settled and all that stuff. I said you can get in. I said, but it, so if you stay, make sure you get your hours worth. If you want to stay and crash, you can produce the morning show. There you and go. McGinley set us up where we can have both of the remote units <laughs> simultaneous. And so there was the slightest delay. Yeah. Um. Sprague was on a Wi-Fi, and I was jammed straight into my Ethernet. You were hardline. What, I was yeah. hardline, so there was a little delay. Uh, hopefully, people didn't notice it too much. But uh, but yeah, we did it. And and McGinley's like, yeah, eventually we can have like seven, eight different remote units all plugged in at the same time. See, now we're talking, baby. Now we're living the dream. Once we get to that, yeah, I'm, I'm glad like, you guys got it done and, and figured it out on Friday. I I did. I I felt bad for not being here. Yeah, and I felt like I executed a trade, like it was the trade deadline. I I thought that I pulled off a pretty good deal. I I communicated with Sprague. We negotiated for a bit because he wanted to be like uh, Cowboy Joe out there. Let's drive into the studio, and I just thought everybody's neighborhood was different. And his, I don't think, got hit quite as hard as mine did because I saw some pictures of his house on on Thursday afternoon, and a lot of it had kind of thawed out and melted. And he gave the whole, uh, you know, I, I think we can make it in okay. And I said, I, you might be able to make it in okay. I, I got 13 inches of snow over here and two inches of ice. I'm not trying to drive in that in the morning. And so I executed a trade. We negotiated. We went back and forth. We haggled for a little bit. I said, hey, here's the deal. You do the show Friday. You and Swag got your remote kits. You can do it from home. Nobody has to drive. And you take Monday off. That way, I don't. I I can go to sleep without the guilt in the back of my mind of like oh, I'm hanging him out to dry. You get a three day weekend out of it. You take Monday off. And I thought we executed the trade perfectly. And here yeah. we are. So he's taking the day off today. Well, we were we were glad to do the show on Friday because we had Colin Wilson. It was great. Um, yeah, that was my guest Jake. idea. I wanted to interview Colin. He was he was awesome. I went back and listened to the interview. He yeah, was great and then uh, Jake Zivin, awesome. Obviously, we knew the Timbers game was postponed at that point. He was supposed to call the LAFC against uh, LA Galaxy game. That ended up getting postponed that Friday night, That too. got postponed, too, this weekend? Yeah. Oh, God. So, well, anytime it's below 50 in California, <laughs> they don't know what to do. They, they like, it's judgment day. <laughs> It's the apocalypse, man. So it's a they book of revelations. Yeah, they called it off. When's the Timbers game rescheduled for tonight? Like, I'm going. Oh, it's tonight. Yeah, a buddy of mine. So he they, it was supposed to be Saturday. So yeah. they had a bunch of people. They were all going to go, and then Monday night, night work and whatever. Invariably, he's got, like, yeah, I got an extra ticket. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, let's go do this thing. Baby. You know, I went out there, and you know, I went up to that uh, cold Thursday night uh, uh, Seahawks San Francisco game. Yeah, you're ready. When You'll we abandon you. Yeah, you guys yeah, you guys both went up to Seattle. But hey, that's that's a fun little thing for a Monday night. I'm glad they got it rescheduled that quickly. I wasn't sure yeah. if the teams were already in town at the point of the game or if it's one of those like, hey, let's move it to later in the year. Bummer for Timber fans to not get their home opener, but at least they get it today. Yeah, see, at least the two LA teams, you can do that whenever play they're that both whenever. home. But Kansas uh, City getting out here, it's like, sure. okay. 
And I didn't know if they hadn't gotten here yet. That right. was the first thing. Well, and it's not like it's a baseball team in your division where there's, you know, yeah. you play them 19 more times and there's going to be another three-game exactly. series in your stadium. Like, ah, we'll play a doubleheader sometime down the road and we'll fix it. It'll be all right. So, yeah. So then by Friday, uh, Friday uh, afternoon, then yeah, things started to thaw out People a were Friday. getting around. And then yeah. Saturday morning, um, we were able to. And then so the game, so the tough part was for the game, I did the Pilots game Thursday from my house. So my normal radio partner, he lives, he's down in the south suburbs. And so I'm like, all right, well, so we had him call in on the phone, like for some pregame and halftime segments. And so it was a couple of hits here or there. So yeah, a huge, huge thank you to Will Ortner. Yes. Um, for taking one for the team, so I mean, what's he twenty two? That guy's got nothing going on. Exactly. Come on, he doesn't have a family. Look. He's living with his parents. Come on down, spend the night. And at the I, station. I've pulled my share of uh, you know ridiculous shifts and turnarounds oh, yeah. and all sorts of nonsense here. So that's like, but a, at least I was able. I, I did not sugarcoat it. I said, look. Here's the deal. Here's what we're trying to do. This is what you're going to have to do. This is what you're up for. Are you up for it? It was, uh, I'm glad that he did that. It he was kind of Princess Leia. You're our only hope. <laughs> you're the only chance we got, buddy. You're all, yeah, because you're not, I mean, you had a pilot's game till 11 o'clock at night on Thursday. And yeah. You didn't want to drive in. You know, I just, nobody wanted to, wanted to hit no. the roads on Friday morning until things thawed out a little bit. It is funny. Like, that's like, Speaking of Bandon, when you go to Bandon, you got to play one of those rounds that's like just pouring down rain, sideways wind. It's like a rite of passage when you're down there, and you're miserable the entire time, but then you kind of check that box and you say that you've done it. That's what I feel like polling shifts like that in radio are like. Like early in your career, everybody has one. Like I remember stretches when we first started doing the show, 7 to 10 p.m., and then you would go on vacation, and you used to do the morning update run yep. from 6 to 10 a.m., I want to say, something like that, 6 to 11, Yeah, so there. we did a – I started – that's when Colin, I think, was – He was I, still with ESPN. I don't, I don't know. know. It was odd. So We yeah. had national programming in the morning. National but programming. So, yeah, I was do doing updates. local updates over the ESPN national – up. that's a weird thing. When you're listening to the ESPN oh, national horrible, update – horrible. And you're doing your local update and trying to time it up. Yeah, you got to wait for them to, to wrap it up. Uh, Oh, man. And then you got to wrap your update up. But I remember doing weeks where I would come in and do the 7 to 10 p.m. show, and then you would go on vacation. There was nobody else to cover it because we didn't have that many bodies. And turning around, getting in here at, you know, 5-something to do the morning update run, going home to take a nap, coming back and doing the show. So it's kind of like a, it's a rite of passage in the radio business. So shout out to Will Ortner yep. and McGinley and I everybody. I think he had fun with it. Huge thanks to show McGinley for, uh, you know, working behind the scenes, getting stuff uh, organized for us. So. Um, it's coming. They're still, they're still now they're doing all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So I think he said they're about 75% done. Okay. All right. We're but everything progress. now is here. So no more of this bouncing it, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to get the hyperlink, uh, you know, back to the radio towers, all that nonsense. We're making progress, baby. I did realize, first off, I feel bad for kids these days, not to go on an old man rant, but no I- No snow days. How do, how do kids find out about canceled school now? Is it like a text message? Is it on Twitter? Because somebody, I think it was Joe that yeah. had a tweet, and I, I will never forget the memories of knowing, you see the weather report, you know a snowstorm's coming. You go to your local news. And you go to your local news well, and you watch the ticker. Now, they can run it on the ticker. Yeah, but I, is well, see, that... I didn't even have a ticker when I was growing up. <laughs> I won't even make an old man joke because you did the show Friday. Yeah. I'm not even going to say, wait, radio, how'd you find out school was canceled? Uh, radio? Radio, yeah, you yeah. Still, You still, you know, 
Craig Walker on 62 KGW was our man. <laughs> that was the guy. But that was such a fun, wasn't that like. There's in, people driving off the road now my age going, oh my oh God, God, I remember that. I haven't heard that name in a while. But that that act of like waiting, it was like the NFL draft waiting for your name to get called and just watching the yep. watching the scroll, listening. Like, come on, come on, district. come on. You're come cheering on. and we rooting. We got hills. We got big we got, hills. <laughs> I can't get in. My bus God. can't get up there. Did you see there was a bus that left? The kids on, like, the bus driver just bounced? Yeah, I heard about that. Yikes! I can't remember what school district it was. I don't know, but that guy's But he got stuck anymore. on a side of a road or something. They went into a stranger's house to keep him warm, waiting for the bus to get unstuck, and the bus driver just bolted, man. Come on, buddy. What are you doing? But I, I, I do feel bad. Like, I don't, if kids find out through, like, text message or Twitter, or, I don't know how they get their information that school's canceled, but that memory of well, waiting a lot the of night them now before just have, like, of, you can sign up for the school district for sure. an emergency text. That's thing. no fun. You got to have suspense to it. You yeah. got to wait. You got to see your school district or well, your the school one fun pop thing, up. Because uh, I'm the designated person for our station, there's one at each station here. That gets the emergency info thing. Yeah, the little emergency so alert system. So my email, I like 400 of them over the last <laughs> few days of school closures, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, if there's major road closures, I'm so I'm sort of thankful. Like if I ever move on <laughs> somewhere, I'm You're like, going to have all the info. Can I leave that link? Just leave my. <laughs> Yeah, let me be the guy. That could be your updated Twitter feed. You just be this cancellation guy on exactly. Twitter. Like, hey, everybody go to Swag. He'll let you know if you got school tomorrow or not. I the, the first 24 hours of a snowstorm are fun, and I have never seen that much snow in my second life. Second most, second largest amount of snow in a single day in Portland. And since they started recording, right, like 1940 yeah. or whatever, like... I, having 13 inches of snow at your house was I, – I still can't even, like, wrap my mind around it. It just started coming on uh, Thursday and just did – or Wednesday, I guess it would have been, and did not stop. I, I think I've realized, though, the first 24 to 36 hours, big fan of snowstorms. Love it. It's enjoyable. Powder. It's great. Yeah. After 36 hours, I'm done. No, if you're not I equipped, can't live in a cold-weather place. I can't – I couldn't do it. Give, it me, give me rain over snow. If you're equipped – like if if you know like people I mean in, just the act of like shoveling out your car in your driveway every day. Well, that would but be people such that a live in, in western New York or the Dakotas, they have snowblowers, dirt. Yeah, man, that's true. That's you, true. You if if that's a regular thing, you go get a snowblower. I do need a snow shovel. I've learned that too. I got like the only shovel I got is a little pointy edge one, little tiny guy, and I tried to clear out oh, my a little deck shovel. So, a little yeah, army. that's not going to do it. It you did need, not do anything. You need the full on. Yeah, now that you guys live out, you know, halfway to Mount Hood. <laughs> yeah, I'm up at the elevation now, man. We're yeah. up there. So I did learn that. I, I learned I need a snow shovel. I learned that uh, I don't want to live in a place where it snows regularly. Give me rain. It's a little bit easier to get around in. But I hope you ever. I hope everybody survived. I got like six or seven cars within a three minute radius of my house that are just tipped over or ran into telephone poles that are just chilling there. So hopefully everybody's doing all right. I hope you had a great weekend. I executed the trade Friday from Monday for Sprague straight up, no additional. Maybe some future cash thrown in there, I guess. But uh, that was the trade. So he's out today, swagging uh, dirt here with you for three hours. We got a lot to get to, and we're going to start. There were some rule changes that went into effect in baseball. It was a great weekend of college basketball, some buzzer beaters, game winners. Really exciting weekend there. Got a couple of NFL notes to get to. Florida State's already looking for a way out of the ACC. Tyson Alder's going to join us coming up at 7.30, so we're loaded. Let's start, though, with 71. 71. Next on the fam. Thoughts at the fan text line. Somebody said, as a teacher, this is Spence for us now. As we've sh- if we should actually get out of bed and get ready for work, it's such an anxiety-driven thing now. 
Hey, you got to call it the night before. Come on, give me give me the call the night before so I can sleep in, have a nice relaxing start to my day. And uh, somebody somebody asking dirt in honor of Sprague being gone. Can we mention how Oregon beat Oregon State for the fifth straight time over the weekend? You're damn right we can. I thought it was the Beaver State. What happened there, huh? What happened? There? Sounded like a great game. I didn't watch a second of it, but it sounded like a great game. Uh, yeah, I had a or that game was right after or something. Uh, right after. Yeah, we had a little double header because the Pilots basketball game was on the fan on Saturday because we had Ducks baseball. Sure, uh, your baseball team. Are uh, they good? Are they good? Uh, no, they got swept ah, by US uh, UC it. Santa Barbara. Damn it. At home over the weekend. I see the Pilots got a good baseball team, though. The Pilots were one inning away from sweeping fifth-ranked Texas A&M at College Station. They could not hold the lead in the ninth of Game 3. That's but badass. Uh, it's a great yeah. weekend down in College Station. Five and two to start the season. First ever wins over an SEC team, let alone on the road. So uh, congratulations, uh, Coach Loomis. That's awesome. Uh, home opener this Wednesday, Seattle U is here. And then they get to Utah Valley. Okay. Hopefully, Mother Nature cooperates because <laughs> the uh, renovated uh, Joe Etzel Field is a great place to watch a game. Yeah, anybody who ever played baseball in the state of Oregon, whether you as a kid or whatever, like you just it, this time of year is tough. It's tough. You're, the season's yep. getting underway, and it's not it's not enjoyable. A lot of turfers getting laid down, trying to get fields ready to go. There's a lot lot that goes into that. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the Ducks for getting a win. Oregon State stinks, and uh, there you go. Let's get to what happened last night, uh, and this was I, it was one of those for me where Portland's playing huge. Houston. For those who don't know anything about the Rockets, they are the worst team in the NBA. They're, yeah. they're terrible. Sunday and night, 6 o'clock. Sunday, like, you've already had all sorts. Of, you had some crazy NBA games earlier in the day. Insane weekend in the NBA. You had a wild finish at the Honda Classic, even though you the did. leaderboard wasn't great. But you've got uh, somebody trying to win in like his second PGA start. You've got Chris Kirk, who's come back a from decade, a battle basically. with his demons yeah. and hadn't won for seven years. And rinses it on the 18th hole with a one-shot lead and then wins it in the playoff. It was a great tournament. I, so it was I, great. I'm going into this game thinking, like, all right, I, I, this is going to be an iPad game. I got some stuff to do. I'm getting yeah. ready for the week. Like, I'm, I'm making dinner. I'm cleaning up. I'm That's, getting organized. I'm just going to carry around the iPad. I, I'm not going to sit down and big screen this thing. And as the first quarter starts going on and then, you know, it starts turning into the second quarter, I'm, I'm, I'm paying half attention to this game. And I happen to glance over and look at the iPad when I'm, like, putting dishes away or something. And I see this screen grab of Damian Lillard's points at the bottom of the screen. I think at that point he had, like, 34 points. This is in the second quarter. And it took me a second. I, I, I couldn't really process the information that quickly. <laughs> I knew he was having a good game because I kept hearing, Damian, it's another shot. Damian, it's another shot. Like, he's having, a, he's having a pretty good game. I bet maybe he's up to 20, something like that. They show it. He's at 34 with, like, half of the second quarter to go. And my mind melted, and I thought, okay, I think I've calculated this game wrong. This needs to go from the iPad to the big screen. He ends up scoring 41 points in the first half and finishes the night with 71 points on 38 shots. 71 points on 38 shots. It was one of those games, and we got some audio. We'll play it for you a little bit later on here uh, th- this morning. He had some great stuff to, stay, to say after the show. But it just it, it was one of those reminders of how special this dude is, the stretch that he has been on. And there's a million different stats that I have that I, I think are just incredible for what Dame did last night and the stretch that he's been on. But I think this one blew me away the most. So in the, in the calendar year, since January 1st, Damian Lillard has scored 880 points. And we're not even to March yet. He's at 880 points. The second leading scorer in the NBA... In that stretch, since January 1st, is Jalen Brunson 
Jalen Brunson has scored 687. He has scored nearly 200 more points than the next NBA player over the last two months, since the since the calendar turns January 1st. This is undoubtedly the best stretch of basketball his entire career, and he is in a mode where I, I feel like this is going to continue because he understands that he has no help around him. He wants to make the playoffs. You got Nurk out, Anthony's out. We'll see how long until those guys are back. And it's basically, hey, Dame, you got to go drop 45 every night, and he welcomes the challenge. He was aggressive last night, and holy hell, was that fun to watch. 70 one point. Well, I went, so I was supposed to go see with my my family uh, my wife's performance. She's in a theatrical performance out there in Beaverton. It was supposed to be Friday night. Well, not happening Friday Everybody night. said, no, 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 no. So they moved it to Sunday night, and they put a extra performance in, one last one. And I hadn't seen her yet. This was the last one, so it's like, I got to go. And, and I was, too. I was like, I'm going to miss the Rockets game. What What's going to happen there? So I had no clue because we had to silence the phones and turn everything off. So I'm not yeah. even checking anything. I'm not getting, you know, pushing out nothing. So I I finally get home. And it's not super. It, the game had just ended. So the post game was still on. So I flipped it on. <laughs> you see the celebration. And, and I saw, well, and... I saw a graphic. So it was, it was <laughs> Holton and Brooke there at the desk in, yeah. in Moda Center. Most people had cleared out by then. So, um, but they were still there and then i saw this graphic up with dame and i sort of glanced at it because it had the 61 and i remember the 61 and yeah. then it said 71 i'm did like a couple weeks wait ago. what <laughs> excuse me huh and so yeah so then i just sat down and i'm glad and and we'll share the post game i thought his post game is like i was i was riveted and if you if people don't understand damian lillard or they want to project every we are so sick of it here projecting how much he should want to go to a big market and platform and all they don't understand him and he had some answers about some things what this means um and uh, actually Danny Morang asked him a question about you know these moments in in the journey and over the course in a catalog of a player's career versus the ultimate ends justifying the means with a with a championship sure, ring. Sure, and we'll share that with you. But for anybody that thinks they understand Dame, listen to some of this stuff a little bit later in the show where he talks about um, you know being in the moment versus then what to do after the moments. He does not know what to do after the moment. Is like. <laughs> Okay, that moment it was great. I was there. I understand, but now, now it's time for the next moment. Yeah. And everybody who still wants to live in this moment and he that that he's never bridged that gap. It's that it's it's great insight. I we'll, we'll play some of that audio for you coming up top of the hour. It it was a funny kind of series of events too cuz I'm sure you guys on Friday talked about the the Kings game cuz their first game after the break was in Sacramento. You didn't have Jeremy, you didn't have Dame. Yeah. They had the plane issue, they couldn't get out of town. We didn't talk too much because one, we you know, we had all the snow crap to talk about sure. for a while and then we had two interviews and we were looking Well, it was a bad the game. So they get blown out by yeah. the Kings. They, look, the Baby Blazers had an okay effort in the sat first half. Dame and, and Jeremy. Yeah. I don't know how Dame agreed to sit, quite frankly. Well, I, it, it's not easy to get guys to sit in the NBA. And, and we've, point, you know, Spray points us out all the time. Nate Jones, a, a good follow for basketball folks on Twitter, 
at a, at a good rant where it's basically like organizations do this. It, it's not a player that's going and saying, "Hey, we're stuck on the tarmac for seven hours. I don't want to play tonight." It was or tomorrow night. I guess it would have been. It's the team saying you were stuck on a tarmac for seven hours. You're not going to go play tonight. If you get a soft tissue injury because you were sitting in a stationary spot yeah. on an airplane for eight hours, like we can't live with ourselves. So you're going to sit. The funniest thing was there was there was talking heads around the NBA after that Kings game. Like Bill Simmons was one. People looking at that, not paying attention to the nuance around it, and just simply reading that and saying the Blazers are tanking. They're shutting guys down, and this yeah. is the start of their second half of the year. Not realizing that, no, you dumbass, they were stuck on an airplane. They couldn't get <laughs> off, and they didn't want to They didn't want to play the guys because they didn't want them to get hurt. But it was hilarious to go from that, like being a national NBA take. Oh, look at that. The Blazers are tanking. And, hey, if you've listened to the show for any stretch of time, you know I'm pro-tank. And the, I ho- if the Blazers get to that point this year, I hope they pull the plug. You're not quite there yet because you're still in the mix to make the playoffs and, and go on a run because the West is – so jumbled together, but to go from that, the accusations of tanking to then Dame showing up last night and scoring 71 points, six assists, uh, six rebounds on 38 shots. The only players with five or more 60 point games in the history of the NBA, five or more 60 point games, Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, Damian Lillard. That's right. That is, that is the entire past MJ and Who's the other one that has four? There's Elgin? A, I think it was Elgin. There's a couple of guys. And the list of guys who have had 70-point games is, is very minuscule as There's well. There's eight. Eight, eight guys people. all time. Now, Wilts had like five of them. He did five, yeah. And but had 100 Eight in the different game. players, and including another one this year. Donovan Mitchell had 71 yes. for the Cavs not that long ago. Just a couple, yeah, just just recently. So, yeah, it's... It's pretty special. It's uh, <laughs> I want to go back. I I, I got to go back and watch the game. It's uh, I'm sure it'll be replayed on the, route. At I, I'll point. tell you this. We'll get back to this coming up top of the hour because I got a couple other things I want to get to here in the first hour of the show. Watching him in complete control is is just. It's like I mean to the question from last night. It's like art. I mean, it, him going for 41 in the first half. He couldn't miss. He took. He came out was aggressive. Like I'm taking over this game. We're playing the Rockets. They stink. I'm gonna blow them out. And then in the second half, every time he touched the basketball, he was getting two or three guys just thrown at him. And the Rockets said anybody other than Damian Lillard could shoot the ball. And what did he proceed to do? Just make the right basketball yep. play on every possession. Oh, you're open. There you go. You knock down a shot. You're open. You knock down a shot. I'm not going to go one on three every single possession. And eventually he loosened the defense back up, and then he went off again when they stopped trapping him every time he touched the ball. It was just it was a thing of beauty. It's a game that I think Blazer fans will never forget. And it happened after a snowpocalypse on a Sunday night against the Houston Rockets. Last note on this before we move on and get back to it at 7. Shout out to the Rockets for playing with effort. Because we've seen games like that in Dame's career where it's against a bad team and that game's out of hand at the end of the third quarter and he's not getting any more rep. What did he score in the fourth? 20-something in the fourth? I think he was yeah, at 50. He had, he had 50 at 21 in the fourth. 21 points in the now fourth quarter. Now his team started feeding him. That's sure, like, he okay, started let's, like let's just see. we're up by fifteen. Let's yeah. see how, how how high you can get here. The team still recognized. Okay, we're in twelfth place and we're playing the Rockets. So <laughs> let's get a let's win go. first. And but but credit to the Rockets because they kept that game at least within sniffing yep. distance. They kept him, and they get, we've seen a million of those where he's got forty eight at the end of the th- at the end of the third, and you're up by twenty five, and you're not going to play him. He's not going to get any minutes. So shout out to the Rockets uh, for keeping it close. Here from Damian Lillard coming up top of the hour. We'll have some more on this. Some crazy stats around what he accomplished last night. That's all coming up. I want to get to the crazy weekend in college basketball with the audio to go with it because it was wild, wild, wild. We'll get to that coming up next. Alright, thought of the fan text line. Somebody said, uh, you realize Bill Simmons knew they had travel issues. He quote tweeted it. 
Yes. And uh, many Blazer fans also took it as tanking. I, I did not see that from – I don't follow Bill Simmons on Twitter, so I, I did not see that. I just saw the initial tweet and people dunking on him uh, because of the travel issues. I, I don't – if you thought that they were tanking because they sat guys against the Kings, I, I just – I don't really know what to tell you. They're, they're two games out of the sixth seed. Now, that probably sounds stupid because we know this team has not played great. I get it. I don't think the Blazers are going on some playoff run. The Dallas Mavericks are the sixth seed right now at 32 and 30. You're 29 and 31. You're two games behind them. And you're only one game back in the loss column. You're one game back in the loss column. Yeah. Like, it, it, there might come a time where this team tanks. And if it does, I, I pray to God that they do what they did last year. Like, at some point, you got to pull the ripcord and say, this isn't going to work out. But you, you don't do are, it yet. Yeah, you're three games out of the four seed. You're three, like, like if you're Damian, <laughs> Damian Lillard's looking at those standings no, you're not and tanking. going, guys, we. It, we have two good weeks. We're in the middle of this thing. Do I think they're going to have two good weeks? Nah. Probably not. That's a different question. That's a different but, question. Yeah. But in the locker room, like with your team, <laughs> yeah. Dame's yeah. huddling every guy's around. And we'll talk. He he was asked about his recent statements about this team has to remain militant down the stretch. Um, I it, put you. Not they're not. Yet. They're not going to concede anything. It's right there in front of them. Now yeah. we can debate till the cows come home if they're equipped to do it. Sure. Or I don't they, know yeah. when Nurk is coming back and if that'll help or hurt. Obviously, <laughs> just. I mean, they're so lacking in size that yes, there are certain matchups where you just need somebody that is that big to be down there and and get in the way. You're going to have issues. Yeah. But. But, yeah, but in terms of saying, are they tanking? No, Damian Lillard is not going to look at that situation. If you want to run him out of town, like, that would be the one thing that would change his mind. It's like, wait, we're we're three games out of hosting a first-round series, and you're pulling the plug on me? Yeah, you can't That would be the thing to get him to move out of town. Now, they go 4-11 and over the next 15 games? Yeah. You're pulling the ripcord yeah, and you're, you're out of the playoffs. You get and, to hey, late March, spring break. Two weeks left. And, and now it's not try. there. Then okay. You're not doing it yet. I, so not I, right now. I never I never read that news uh, against the Kings of not playing guys as they were going to tank. I just I, You might laugh at the notion of soft tissue injuries from sitting around, but I mean they were sitting on an airplane for seven hours on a tarmac and a team. These teams are so protective of players, you have no idea. They want to wrap these guys in bubble wrap at any chance they get. And they're going to do nothing to jeopardize their future. And so we might chuckle at the notion of they were sitting on an airplane. Why would you have to sit a guy? They're just, they're not going to take the risk. They didn't see. They didn't think that it was worth it. Uh, and they sat their only two star players yep. that remain. They're the only Nurk's already out. He's not a star, but yeah. you're, you're you know prolific players, if you will. Nurk's already out. Anthony Simons is out. You don't know when he's coming back. You only got two guys left: Jeremy Grant and Dame. And you're not going to risk getting them hurt against the Kings. I'm starting to believe that they should look at going to the way the English Premier League soccer does their schedule. How do they do their schedule? Well, you just play each team once. Once in your place, once in the other. They're going to expand by two teams at some point, probably Vegas and Seattle. You will have 32 teams. Yeah, you get to what, 64? So 31. So that's 62 games. 62 games, yeah. And play twice a week. Have a one midweek game yeah. and a one weekend game. Yeah, if you want to avoid all this crap about guys sitting out and guys and not playing. And then if Adam Silver wants it. to have some other weird tournament, um, sure, go for it. Knock your socks okay, off. Okay, knock your socks off and scrap the All-Star game. Um, but yeah, if you want to make these games more relevant and you want your best players, your marquee players to play in every game, unless there's an actual legitimate injury, somebody blew out a knee or, you know, you rolled an ankle or whatever the case may be, I'm, you know, you want to see every team. So home and home with every team, make it a big deal. Yeah, it's important. 
the idea of divisions and rivalries and all that sort of thing. And even, then yeah. you just take the top 16 period. We cut out the the Western Eastern Conference and have your playoffs. I'd be I'd be all for that. I think that'd be incredible. With one versus 16 in the first round, two versus 15, you yeah. go down from there and then you can end up Let's with two. Go. Yeah, the Eastern Conference, Western Conference thing I'm with you. Divisions don't matter in the NBA. Now like, getting owners to give up 10 home games out of the year yeah. and what that gate is, now you got to find another way to recoup that revenue somewhere. So if it's a mid-season tournament, if it's... Especially with the struggling regional sports networks, which exactly. it sounds like a lot of them are going bankrupt right now. So there's there's a lot of balls in the air on that. But I'm, I'm starting to subscribe if that's really an issue and if there's no fix so that when you buy a ticket to go see whoever's coming to town you want to see lebron come to town you want to see Embiid come to town you want to see whatever come to town yeah you need Giannis to come to every building yeah you want Giannis to go to every building just do that yeah i'd be all for that i think it's a great solution you gotta there has to be some sort of way around not having guys playing games because i look i understand the notion of people like looking at that saying wait seven hours on a plane you're going to sit out the next night I, I get I understand it too. Like we all work normal jobs. Like, well, I guess I didn't go to work on Friday, so who am I to chastise the Blazers for not playing? But I think we all understand, like, hey, there's gonna be ups and downs and you gotta fight through it. And in the NBA it should be no different. And these guys should be adamant about playing. So your point in the last segment, that was not a Damian Lillard idea. He didn't say, Hey, I've been sitting here for too long, I made a rap song and no. I'm I don't want to play tomorrow night. That's the training staff and the team telling him you're not going to play tomorrow night because of whatever restrictions yeah. and we're tracking your your blood levels and all sorts of other crap and we're not gonna let you on the floor yeah and you got to find a way around that from the training perspective so if you give that NBA day off and then all of a sudden you're rewarded with a 71 point performance yeah i mean I'll the take oldest it. player to score 70 or more in a game maybe we should give him i didn't realize kobe off. was not when he had his 71 point game I yeah, well, he, he got older. up to, what, 82, didn't he? Wasn't 82 his high? Yeah. So he got all the way up to 82. But I, I, I'm i with you. I thought that was a little bit later in his career as well. I thought it was, too. That but... was post-Shaq. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, But yeah. he did start in the league when he was 17. That so. he did. That he did. But, uh, well, I got sidetracked there. Sorry, and, I derailed you there. It's okay. It's an incredible night. It was a lot of fun. I do have a lot more I want to get to. Let, let's get to a couple of these because it was, it, look, it is February 27th. You know what that means? March is right around the corner. I know. I don't know anything about college basketball. I don't follow college basketball. I don't watch college basketball. But I do know there were some incredible highlights this weekend. Also, one moment that left you shaking your head. And I want to get to those uh, coming up next. We'll get back into Dame with some audio at the top of the hour on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's go into Jason Swigard's sweet spot, and that is college basketball. We'll get back to Dame coming up top of the hour. Hear what he had to say after the game last night. 71 points for Lillard. Incredible. But it was an insane weekend of college basketball. It is almost March, and it feels like March starts to bleed into the final week of February. One low light in the sport. Did you guys talk at all about this Brandon Miller story at Alabama on Friday? Uh, well, yeah, we talked about Nate Oates' weird press conference. And yes. He said, wrong place, wrong time. The dude I, brought I, a gun, and somebody just, got killed. Yeah, I'm a little—I don't get it. I understand—I just— I mean, all the there's a lot I don't get and understand about everything, the legal (laughs) aspect of it. Sure. Um, But also, I understand people's philosophies about guns are different in different parts of the country and all of those sorts of things. I am not of it. I've never owned a gun. So, yeah. But, but yeah, there's some things to this where you're just like, yeah, the legal angle of it, I don't understand. I'm not even going to pretend to act like you know, when somebody be calls you and says, "Bring my gun," I'm like, "What? 
what the hell's about to go down? Right. Why am I bringing a gun? Why do you need it? And then somebody ends up getting killed. And for Alabama to just turn a blind eye, it, it basically say wrong place, wrong time. The coach had this statement that he ended up having to apologize for. And it, it's just a reminder, like at these kind of like all that matters is winning. All they Alabama's the number two team in the country. He's their best player. They don't want to lose him at this point in the seat. That's all that they're thinking about. That's yeah. all that they're operating under. And look, again, the legal aspect of it, I don't understand. I'm not even going to pretend to understand it. He brought a gun. The gun ended up killing somebody. I don't know if that makes him, you know, somehow liable. No, I, mean, I, I don't know how that the works. DAs or the prosecutors saying he's not, he's, he's not liable. a cooperative okay. witness. He's, so, I, well, they played a game this weekend. Do you see what he did? Yeah. Now, apparently, they had been doing that all season, but you need to read the like, room and what? understand the temperature, and somebody needs to. So they announced the starting lineups at Alabama. He gets a standing ovation. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a terrific player. He's going to be a lot. Well, was going to be. I don't know if the will scare any NBA teams I, away. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. But he, they, they're taking the court at home. They're doing intros and all that. He comes out, and to your point, I'm glad that you said that because I didn't realize I don't watch Alabama basketball very closely. And as he's coming out, they announce his name in the starting lineup. His, they're like every player has a handshake or a little thing that they do. His was getting patted down by a teammate. And it just it went viral. Like, are you kidding me? Are, are you that dense that you didn't have a maybe maybe not a great idea after somebody was murdered with the gun that was brought? Like, maybe let's not do the pat down thing. Just a just a thought trying to help you out here. Maybe it'll uh, save you some some PR nightmares in the future. That was the low light of college basketball. Let's get to the highlights of college basketball. There yes. were two ranked teams that lost in excruciating fashion in rivalry games. So let's start down in Miami. Miami's having a great year this year. Uh, for those, look, I'm a college yeah. basketball expert, baby. Might I'm be the best in. team in the ACC. Okay, might be the best team in the ACC. I did see their women's team got in trouble. They got a couple of twins on their team that got some NIL deals. And I think that's more about uh, they're trying to get this Ruiz guy who's setting but they up can't... all the <laughs> – So there was, there was a phone call or something that somebody had a record of, and so yeah. the NCAA – Actually, could he took him out to something. dinner? They had dinner at his house or something. There was a picture that they used, but they can't use his name in the because he could sue him. And so yeah, they had they're to not. So they're not. They don't want to touch him because he's he's he's, gonna he's a lawyer. He's going to sue the pants off yes. of him, and they don't want to get drug into court because they're all the state laws are there. Nobody has any patience for the NCAA anymore. Yeah, they got these two gals on their women's team, but apparently there was some correspondence and, that was documented course, yeah. to the coach who <laughs> said she would. Because it's supposed to be arm's length. Like, the team and the school can't yes. set up the deals yes. directly. Which, of course, happens everywhere, but you got to prove it. And I did, I chuckled but when yeah. I saw that news. Like, that's the first NIL domino that's falling. A yeah, couple of women's, women's basketball team. Isn't that the whole point of the NIL? Like, hey, women's basketball players, you're I big know. on social media. Just, Let's get you a little bit of cash here. Good Lord. Anyways, Miami's hosting Florida State. Florida State stinks this year, and this is how the game ended. Florida State, Warley. Cleveland for the win! It's good! Matthew Cleveland stuns Miami! ESPN2 was the uh, the broadcaster there. Florida State was 8-20 and on the year, knocked off a top 15 team. You're like, wow, that's a hell of a start to a they Saturday. They came back from, they were down, what, 20-something? Down 20-something, and Miami had just hit a, a three, I believe, yeah. on the other end with like one second to go to give them a two-point lead, and then Florida State hits that shot. Just a, a brutal sequence yep. down in Miami. So you're like, wow, this is kind of a fun little day of college basketball. And then you fast-forward a couple hours down to Arizona and Pac-12 country, where Arizona State, who's not having a terrible year, but Arizona, top 10 team in the country, number seven going into this matchup. This is how this game ended. If you're Arizona, 
Butler makes it. Two-point lead. Three seconds left. No timeouts. Neal inbounds. Desmond Cambridge. Oh! He got it! He won it! Arizona State has done it! My goodness! Desmond Cambridge Jr. The Sun Devils have taken down number seven! That was over a half-court shot. They were down by two with basically two seconds to go. It had to inbound it underneath their yeah, own hoop. From and the spot, Dame hit the three behind half-court in the All-Star yes, game. That's Same where that spot. One, that's where that one went in. And I, I got to tell you, Swag, you know, my, you know my feelings on college hoops. I'm not into it. I don't think it's a great product. I think the tournament's going to be absolutely nuts. But so. this time of year, it's the same. It's like every year, you once I stuff? think I'm out, they pull me back in, and here we go. It's almost well, March and buzzer Ducks beaters Beavers are game came down to a game winner. Soares had it. Uh, the Ducks couldn't put the Beavers away. Way. They let them back into the game, Sounds and then like Soros hit a game winner yeah. uh, at the end of the game. You yeah, there had, was two others, I think. There was another game. There was a couple other ones. Yeah. It was a women's game yesterday. I Top 10 matchup, Iowa and Indiana, and Caitlin Clark, who's the leading scorer in the country, I believe. Um, so, yeah, she hits a game-winning three at the buzzer. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of that. I'm, I'm getting ready to pack up and go down to uh, Vegas. And, uh, it's conference tournament time Conference almost. tournament time. So, in the next uh, couple of weeks. So, yeah, the pilot men need to go on a run. Uh, the women are already through to the semifinals, so they won't play till the following Monday in the semifinals. There you go. i got a nice little breeze so, going into uh, it. So we'll see. Well, hopefully the men can, you know, get a couple together, maybe get hot. It was, it was a tough week. A couple of games came right down to the final possessions and – couldn't quite pull it out. Couldn't quite pull it off. Are we expecting a lot of madness this year? It seems I think like a so madness kind of year. There's not um there's no I mean, there's been what, seven or eight different teams that have been number one over and the course of the season. Houston's there's, overwhelming right now, but they weren't there all year. No, uh, Alabama I mean, North Carolina was there to start the season and, and the they, pilots broke them, man, all the way back at the PKI. Exactly. So they're struggling <laughs> just to try to get in the field. Although they'll make a run. They beat Virginia's ranked six. They get one more crack at a ranked Duke team. Yeah. So if they get those and don't lose in the first round of the ACC, they'll sneak in. Although it'd be great to see like North Carolina in a play-in game. Oh, it'd be insane, yeah. That would be awesome. In Akron, Ohio on exactly. that Tuesday or Wednesday of the tournament. Yeah, the team like that was in the national two guys title. that are going to be in the NBA and <laughs> Baycott and Love. Or How something. much do you think that roster costs in NIL money, too? To get all those guys to come back for another year? Exactly. You're handing out bags, and they didn't even, they're not even going to win the ACC or be a maybe automatic bid into the who tournament. Knows? I mean, they got enough talent. They could win the ACC tournament. They could. I mean, you could get an but, automatic bid that way. Um but yeah, I think the disappointing part is there's going to because there's not these top the the Pac-12's top heavy, although I think at the end of the day ASU and USC will get in. Um there'll be there'll be three or four, but you've got both Arizona and UCLA are going to be They're both in the top 10. Top seeds. Yeah. Um but you're going to have like almost all the Big 12. Uh you've got I don't know, six or seven ranked teams, so you get you might have eight teams. I don't know. It'll be ridiculous. Out of the damn Big 12. Nine in the Big 10 are scheduled to get in. Hopefully, the ACC gets cut off no more than three or four. <laughs> you need a bouncer at the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, But the Big East is, you know, team, you got upsets going on there. It'll be wild. And and invariably, the it's where the top mid-major programs like in the WCC, you've got St. Mary's and Gonzaga, which played a uh, fun, entertaining game on Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. 
in Spokane. It was fun to see college game there on Saturday. Yep. I always yep. forget they do that for hoops, and it looked like a great turnout. Farnham loves going to the kennel. Yeah. Um, but I think there's there's three or four teams in the WCC that can win an NCAA tournament game. There you go. Look at that. Um, so can they win, you know, three or four? Probably not. But there's – and if you go around, you know, the Atlantic end usually has some um, – there's been some attrition. I forget which one it is. If it's the Missouri Valley, or I think it's the Missouri Valley Conference, or like Wichita it used to be. Creighton used to be kind of migrating into different conferences. So I hope there's still some love for those mid-major teams that put together, you know, 25, 26 win seasons. And the fear is always if they get upset in their conference tournaments, then are you still in? Is it on? Are you still yeah. in? Or are we going to have? I would like to see, especially as the big conferences, the power conferences are going to 20-game regular season schedules. you got to be over 500 to be considered. It, 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 don't don't go 8-12, and 12, but because you pounded some cupcakes at the beginning and of the maybe season. you got one big win in your non-conference. That's enough. Put them in the tournament. Let's expand this I'm thing. I'm sick of that. Add to this bitch. Let's get 40 more teams in there. Come on. Well, that might be coming. Yeah, I want everybody that below 500. The problem, but the Beavers can make the tournament this year in a 120-team uh, tournament no, bracket. No, so. Beavers cannot make the tournament. But hey, it was a great weekend of college hoops. They deserve their flowers. But, uh, buzzer beaters aplenty. Uh, not a great look down at Alabama. We'll see how that whole story plays out. But nonetheless, a really good weekend of college hoops. It is almost March, folks. That means it's almost tournament time. Time. We got our locations all set for Fan Madness. That's coming back. We're all excited for that. So uh, big things ahead in the next month, and it includes college basketball. And they deserve a little love because they had a good weekend uh, the last couple of days. Let's get back into Damian Lillard. Also in the second hour, Tyson Aldridge is going to join us. He's got a piece coming out on Bo Nix. He was also stuck in the snow for 18 hours on Wednesday, and I want to talk to him what that experience was like. He was one of those folks on I-5 that could not move, and it was uh, quite enjoyable to follow at home with a, a glass of wine and reading it on Twitter. Uh, we saw some new rules go into effect. I want to get to that a little bit later. A team is looking to get out of the ACC. Uh, it's going to be loaded. We'll get back, though, into Damian Lillard. Hear what he had to say after his 71-point game last night. That kicks out the second hour next on 1080 The Fam.